Welcome to Trady Avantgarde Podcast. This is show number 10, and it's great to have you back with us. My name's John Warren, and as usual, I'm here with a very good mate, Ashley Ralph. Welcome, Ash. G'day, Jay Dub. How are you? Wonderful. How was the weekend? Oh, always good, mate. You know, the weekends, except uh, my team went down yesterday in the SNFL Grand Finals, unfortunately, but uh, seems to be the year I'm having the Crows, and now the SNFL team. But anyway, footy's over for me now. That's it. So that was in the SAFL, the grand finals, was it? Yeah, the SAFL, South National Football League, yeah. National Football League, okay, good. And Port, unfortunately, they didn't, uh, they didn't move into the, the grand final this year? No, no, the home ground advantage. And uh, maybe the week off, the two teams that had the week off and the home ground advantage both didn't go through. Yeah, and Geelong is the other team. So it's Richmond-Geelong, grand final. The Cats and the Tigers, there you go. Yeah, okay, and the NRL was the same, actually. The two teams that had the week off uh, were fairly dominant in their two, so we've got Panthers versus Melbourne in the NRL coming up in, in the grand final. And, of course, Bathurst, that was that was won by Holden, the last chance for them to, to win, and they've done it. Yeah, last race by the Commodores, so it'll be interesting to see the Camaro come out next year and, and see what it can do against uh, the forwards who have been fairly dominant all year in, in what's been a, a reduced year, but uh, very dominant. And... Scott McLaughlin wins the, uh, his third championship in a row. Wow. Okay. So a big sporting weekend. All right. We'll leave sport to one side and we'll start talking about business. Ash, today uh, we have another guest uh, joining us and uh, it's Miles Astley. Miles is the managing director of MAES. Welcome, Miles. G'day, John. G'day, Ash. How are you going? Wonderful, mate. Going very well, Miles. Thanks for joining us. No, I'm glad to be here. It's, uh, it's always exciting, mate, when we can get uh, such passionate business owners I'd like to have a chat to and uh, hopefully uh, John and I will make this as smooth as possible and it won't be uh, too boring for you but uh, we'll uh, we'll work our way through it mate as we go and just uh, just have a little bit of fun along the way if it's all right. Sounds good that's what it's all about. Yeah beautiful mate. Hey uh, mate if we could kick it off all about uh, you being a trader at the moment not so much a business owner but uh, a trader. Can, can you let us know uh, you know through your apprenticeship when you started what was the uh, the main focus of your your four years? Is there is there did you get a lot of variance, or were you stuck in the same sort of uh, uh, installation type work for the whole of your apprenticeship? And uh, and how much you enjoyed that time? Yeah, when when I first started, I actually did my HSC, finished that in eighty two. So realistically, trading started when you know, when they were sixteen. I started when I was eighteen. Um, yeah. I got an opportunity. Um, with a girl I was going out with at the time, actually. Her old man offered me an apprenticeship. I had no idea what I wanted to do when I left school. I was quite happy to pull things apart and try and put them back together. So I thought electrical apprenticeship sounds like a good idea. And variance in work, well, my first two years, I was doing more, doing more mechanical than electrical. I was working for a uh, company that installed backup generators. So not only was I doing, you know, fitting off... Um, uh, electrical panels, I was uh, pulling engines apart, which, you know, as a young bloke, we all love doing that. Yeah, um, but that company had a lot of government contracts and uh, he, uh, he ended up going belly up. And I finished my time with a mate of his in a chemical factory at the back of Rosehill Racecourse here in Sydney. And that's where I got a lot of my uh, electrical mechanical experience from. Yeah, so I got a real broad range, but it's funny when I finished my apprenticeship and I got my ticket, I was thrown straight into residential work. And our primary, uh, primary focus at this point in time is, is residential. And 
it's probably been that for the last what 30 odd years it's interesting isn't it like, to, like you said where you started to where you finished your apprenticeship and what's been the uh the focus now so it's it's always interesting when we hear the, the apprenticeship story because quite often it does uh, relate to where you end up which is uh yeah which is always good learn 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 by experience we've actually got a bit of a motto uh here at our company knowledge through experience now if you don't give it a go you're not going to not going to get the experience they can teach you so much at the tech but if you're not willing to give it a go you're not going to go anywhere hey miles talking about experience obviously you had a fairly broad apprenticeship from that mechanic you talked about and then moved into residential and probably a very steep learning curve but what about from a business uh, when when did you start your business and how did that come about what was the motivation for making that decision to move from maybe an employee somewhere else to to running your own business so if we go as far back as my apprenticeship days i then got thrown into uh residential and i was working for a guy for 10 years i was leading a fair bit of his uh, i was really keen on the uh on the technology side of where electrical was going back in those days uh, there wasn't much technology light and power data wasn't around internet of things was just starting to happen but then audio visual started to come into vogue where people wanted tvs on walls and wanted music around the house and that really attracted me so I was sort of focusing on that. So after 10 years of working this guy with this guy and focusing on that side of things, he said, well, why don't we go into business together? So I actually went into business with a partner for another 10 years and uh, uh, we'll, we'll cut that story short. You've heard all the stories about partnerships, etc. So, yeah. So 14 years ago, I... Uh, started MAS, Miles Astley Electrical Services. And where Miles Astley Electrical Services came from, someone said to me at the time, you need to continue to, because you, you built a client base through with your partner and uh, they didn't even really know who you were. They just thought you were working for somebody else. So I used the name as the business. So as people that knew me um, knew that I'd gone somewhere else. So you could really trade on, on your brand, which was uh, Miles Astley, yeah? Yeah, and I, I developed uh, that, that business, um, you know, 24 years ago through myself, but it was just being traded through his name. So I wanted to get that name uh, into the new business so as I could, uh, you know, keep that client base, which I obviously did. Hey, Miles, just as a side, we didn't tell Ash at the start, but uh, you and I actually went to TAFE together uh, during our apprenticeships many years ago, didn't we? Yep, back in 83. And Ash, Miles uh, and I played rugby together, and Miles was the captain, and um, a very dominant captain he was. He, he made sure we had plenty of good feedback on what we were doing right and wrong. In fact, he, <laughs> he took us to a grand final. I can't remember the year. It was a long time ago, but we played uh, what was called Metropolitan Colts and played the grand final against Warringah. And, uh, and he got us across the line, but they were good days, Miles. They were. They called me the little general. <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> a little general. Um, so, interesting. So, in your story, you've had two businesses. Uh, well, sorry, a tradie that's actually had two opportunities to have a business, one in a partnership, and obviously that, that's had its challenges. And maybe that's a topic for another time, Miles, to talk about the challenges in partnerships and, and particularly in the experiences, the things you learned in that business model as compared to maybe what we want to talk about more today is around MEAS in its current form. Yep. Um, what sort of advice or maybe experience did you bring into MA, 
ES that you didn't have uh, without the, the experiences you had in the past? Look, you learn as you go. The biggest thing you need to do is uh, know your numbers when you're in business. You can be the best effing tradie in Australia, and every every electrician would probably say that I'm the best in Australia. But you can be bloody good at your job, and you can be a hopeless businessman. So I say to people in business, it's not just what you do on the tools, it's know your numbers. You really need to know your numbers. Because yeah, you know, if, you, if you're not turning over the dollars to feed your staff, so if, you, if you're more than a one-man band and you've got, you got staff, you, you have to feed them and you have to pay them and you have to pay them before yourself. That's the way the industry is. And if you're not paying them yourself, you have to pull it out of your own pocket. And, you know, we've all, you know, everybody in business is probably, you know, you have your good times and your bad times and sometimes you do have to reach deep into your own pockets to keep the business going. That's just the way it is. So my advice is know your numbers. You get, you're going to be, you know, you, you started a business because you're confident enough that you can do the work, but there's the other side of the business, which is the numbers. That's, uh, that's such an important point, mate, and people listening will think we paid you for those comments because Johnny and I started Innovative Trading exactly on that, mate, you know, the business part of business because we, we expect that everyone who, who, like you said, has the courage to go out and start a business on their own uh, is already a good tradie. So, you know, we've never wanted to focus on, on that side of it. We wanted to focus on the business side. And, and it's so relevant that if you don't know your numbers and, and you haven't got your finger on the pulse and, and like you said, willing to, to fight and fight and fight to maintain it, and there's always good times and always bad times, but um, if they average out to be pretty good, you know, you're obviously doing something pretty well, which... It sounds like you guys are, so uh, well done to you, man, on, on that part of it. Just uh, if I could go back on a comment you made before when you started your apprenticeship and, you know, the internet of things wasn't a thing, data cabling wasn't a, a thing back then. It's amazing where we've come to just in your career time or your career span to where technology is today. So would you say that... Uh, is that the most significant change you've seen of, of where of what you can do today in the house to what you can do when you started? A hundred percent. It's not just um, it's not just residential. It's also uh, you know industrial, commercial. Look, I think um, if you've got a strong internet connection, anything's possible. If you haven't got a strong internet connection, then you have to you have to think outside of the box. This is where I think the Australian government haven't, haven't supported the NBN enough because the technology's there for the Internet of Things. Everything's now connected to the Internet of Things. But if you've got a weak, weak feed, then that's a big issue. So we sort of target that a little bit. You know, we're, 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 we target the people that their Internet isn't that good and then on, on sell the products that everybody else is on selling. Every second thing now connects, connects to the Internet. God damn, your bloody fridge connects to the Internet. <laughs> And I think washing machines as well, mate, in, in some cases. So you're right, everything connects. Exactly. And, you know, I'll, I'll throw a remote control for a TV or whatever at an 18-year-old, and they've grown up with that technology. I, I haven't, Johnny hasn't, you know, and we have to learn. Their logic's different. We have to learn the logic. Their logic's built in. Yeah, that's right. 
Miles, you also talked about you went residential, which was just sort of light and power, very basic uh, in the early days, and then technology coming in, particularly audio visual, and that that was something that excited you. And then obviously moving through and really embracing technology, it sounds like from from the very start has set you and your business up well to be where you are today. And that makes sense. And there's lots of tradies that embrace technology and do very well out of introducing that to their customers. Sort of explain or tell us about technology in driving your business. The decisions that you make today that you probably couldn't have made 10 years ago in regards to understanding the operations. You've already described how important it is or it's imperative that people have to understand the numbers, understand what's happening in their business. So just share with us about technology and how that's driving decision making in MAES. Okay. Trying to keep up with uh, with what happens in technology, you do courses, course after course after course. And a couple of years, my eldest son dragged me kicking and screaming because, uh, you know, I'm one to get beaten to a pulp and I'll go, I won't do that again. Whereas he's one to, let's educate ourselves before we do anything. And the courses that we did were, were to do with business and marketing. And, you know, social media has a heck of a lot now to do with business. And the way I explain it is that I used to walk into a, you know, a good corporate client and, uh, you know, they've got a whole pile of staff and I'll walk through that building and I'll guarantee that one person will say, oh, Miles, I meant to, meant, meant to uh, get you over to do something. Now, you don't get that opportunity these days. Well, I don't. And especially with Corona, you don't get out there as much. So what social media has done has allowed us to be top of mind with our clients. So, you know, our, our business posts um, on Facebook, Instagram and uh, LinkedIn, Monday to Friday. And it's, it's not just uh, to attract the electrician to have a laugh at what we do. It's to attract clients to, you know, to show them what we can achieve. And also to show that we're real people. We're not, we're not, here, to, we're not here just to take your money. We're quite happy to do that. But, we, you know, people have to be 100% on board with getting you into their houses. So where to- technology's gone, you know, social media, that's, that's a, th- you know, look, everybody's got their, fan- their phone in their hand, you know, 20 hours a day. So if you can get in their face often enough, um, they're going to go, oh, that's right. I'm meant to get Miles around to- and the boys around to do, you know, whatever it is they want them to do. Yeah. What about uh, business platforms? Is there any programs or any, anything you're using to yep, productivity um, for your business? I was pen and paper up until two years ago. Seriously, my accounting system was the only thing that was electronically done. I was quoting on a piece of paper. Job sheets were on a piece of paper, all that sort of thing. And through this business course, somebody said, you need an operating system, Miles. So I started to search and I found, found a company that actually came to us, uh, worked out what we, how we did things and came up with a, a, a now an op- operating system. So it's a, a quoting package, it, it, it's, a, uh, it's a scheduling package for the boys and it's all linked via the internet. And it's called Tradify and we love it. It took a bit of time, but it's great. It's linked to the wholesalers, it's linked to everybody. Tradify, okay, we might sort of reach out to Tradify and see if we can get them on a show to, to yeah, tell the story. They probably would. Um, there's a company called Tradypad it's in, they're in Northern Beach. They come out and review your systems, how many staff you've got, you know, whether you use uh, MyOB or, or whatever, and uh, they come up with a, an operating system that will suit you. But it has to be driven by you. Uh, there's nothing out there that, you know, unless you, 
it's like anything in life, I suppose. Unless you give it a go, then it's not handed to you on a silver platter. It has to work for you. And it works so well for us. It's, it's actually giving me my time back. Uh, a quote used to take me, let's say a quote worth $5,000, might have taken me you know, half an hour, 45 minutes. I can bang that out with our system now in five minutes. Yeah, it's amazing, uh, amazing change, mate. Like you said, the, the key there, I think, mate, is what you said when you said it takes time to set it up. Mm. Um, no, nothing that's good is going to be done in a couple of minutes. So um, the important message, I think, going out there is uh, the operating system and, and moving with the time. So letting computers work for you rather than making it harder for you and, and revert back to pad and pen. Um, make it work and, and stick at it because it will, in the long run, benefit. Like I said, you know, you're, you're finding so much more time because you're able to just go uh, bang, 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 out goes the quote, you get on with the next job or, or uh, the next issue you need to do. So that's, um, that's a fantastic message made out there, which is, which is really important. Um, so you fixed your uh, operating system, and you've got your social media going. Yep. Tell us about your people. Like how important are your people, your team, uh, to, uh, to MAES? No business is um, exclusive, but I've probably got a, a, an interesting one where I've got three sons, they all work for me. Yeah, I've got a yes, stepson, he works for me, and my wife works for me, and, yeah, and others. Yeah. So keeping all that going, <laughs> and there's, that, puts a, that puts a bit of a load on the old man's shoulders, but even back to the operating system, the main idea of that was was to drag all the information out of Miles's head and get it get it into data, data that anybody can walk into the business and use. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it does. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, it's exciting about too here. Uh, I've got three sons as well, but uh, I don't think too many are going to follow me. But um, it's uh, it's exciting that you've got uh, you know all four in the business with you, uh, or plus plus your wife, all working together. And uh, I, I think you know the true you can't get much more of a true meaning of family than that, mate. That's for sure. No, and look, we we push that in our marketing as well. You know what? Why wouldn't you use a family member to do any of? You know, if if you're on the receiving end of having work done from us, and you know that it's, it's family orientated. You know, we, we look after each other. And, the, you know, the boys, the boys feed off experience that I've had and, um, and still have. But to grow the business, you know, they need to take it on. They t need to take on more responsibility, which they're doing. And um, they have to then, you know, get their own client base. Uh, I think I had a meeting with them the other day. We sit down and have a monthly meeting, see how the figures are. And I, uh, I said to them, we're a little bit quiet. So you got to think like the old man, because just imagine if there was three, three Mileses out there, you know, with the marketing side of what I do and the on-selling, what you know, what I do and, and the way that I speak to clients, they've learnt from that. And uh, they need to now build their own client base to build the company up. Hey, Moz, you talked about your clients, and I know you've got a very rich sort of history in working at very high-end type clients because of the technologies you embraced early, and, and obviously that was a captive market for, for people that wanted to invest in those technologies. What would be some of the advice for other tradies that are looking to, to maybe work in that market? What, what are the tips or the tricks to making sure you get the right message and, and bring value to that type of customer? That 
type of customer you have to spoon feed 24 hours a day. You have to expect that you're going to get a phone call at 11.30 at night and you need to take it, otherwise they'll go somewhere else. I, I say you need to build a fence and you need to maintain it when it comes to that type of client base. And you know, my experience with them is that, um, and you know, I've, I've had, I've had um, team members before say, the clients change their mind again. And my answer to that is they, they've got the money, they can change as many times as they like. What you need to do is, the, is make sure that the end result is what they expected. Yeah. No, and that makes sense. And, and sometimes, to your point, I mean, answering the phone at 11.30 uh, may not be normal for some tradies. And it doesn't have to be if that's not their business model, but clearly that's mm. worked for you and MAES. Hey, coming back to business and particularly a family business, what are some of the, maybe not the pros and cons, but the challenges of the development of your team? Clearly, not only do you work in the business during the day, but you sit around the dinner table at night. Uh, and obviously there has to be a switch at some point where you move from business to family, but what are some of, for you as the, the leader of this business, uh, working on their development? Work on their development? Yeah, it's, it's funny you say that. It isn't really a switch it comes to sitting down at the, at the table because, because of their passion of the business, it'll be brought up as discussion. I know um, I've, I've tried to close that door on business sometimes um, when it comes to to family, but what we try and do is uh, have a family weekend away, you know, with you know kids and stepkids, you know, once a year. You know, Jackie and I, my wife and I, pay for that, and that's to get them out outside of outside of the business, thinking about the business. Look, at, running a family business, it, it, it's it's not easy, but if you've got a if if they're a team, they're a team in life and they're they're a team in business, but They'll, they'll all say to you, and you can, get, you can get one of them on and do a podcast, they'll say to you, um, it's, it's interesting some of the, the things that they'll say in reference to, we feel under pressure because uh, we have to meet the, uh, the same criteria as the old man. So I didn't never re- realise that. They, I thought they were just feeding off me, but they feel they're under pressure sometimes to, uh, to, meet, you know, to meet the end result that I would. When they did their apprenticeship, they were told straight up that they weren't going to be treated at, you know, as family. They were going to be treated as an apprentice. And also other members of our, or talent as I like to call them, when we take on other people in the business, we make it very clear how many people in the business are family and that they will be treated exactly the same way. So um, being a family business doesn't just mean blood relatives it's anybody else that works for for the business and and I'd, I'd be proud in saying that people that aren't working for us now apprentices that I've put there through their time most of those I would say 90 percent of those are now running their own business and that's a uh, that, that gives gives me a lot of joy oh, it's a massive accomplishment mate um, because you haven't only given them a career as, a, as an electrician obviously you've taught them along the way about running a business and and that speaks to me that you've been really open with how the business runs and how does it for them to be able to pick up the phone and give you a call and, and have a chat. So, hey, mate, um, with the family, and I, I just said with all the talent and with all your employees, you find yourself moving more into a mentoring role rather than a boss role as the years go on and you look to for the next person to come along and, and take over? Um, very much so. 
I, about four, five years ago, I had issues with my shoulder. You know, when, when you're still trying to be on the tools and running a business and you're in your 50s and, and yeah, you've played sport, <laughs> think, things wear out. So I think the most common issue with, uh, with tradies, and I'll, I'll say sparkies in this case, um, is your shoulders go because, you know, it's not natural. You, we, weren't, we weren't born naturally to work above our heads with our arms about our, above our heads for long periods of time. I think the only person that did that was the caveman painting his, painting his you know, his mammoth on the roof of his cave. <laughs> so I had issues with my shoulders and I, I, when I went to get a shoulder reconstructed, the, the, the surgeon actually sat me down and said, what are you doing this for? I said, well, I'm in pain, mate. What, what do you expect? And the next question was, what do you do for a business? He said, I'm a, I'm a sparky. Um, run an electrical contracting business and he said are you still on the tools and I said yes and he said well you're just gonna have to change the way you think there because you're not you're not gonna last being on the tools so from that point onwards my my mindset went went to well I, I'm not going to be on the, have to be on the tools for the rest of my life and I've got all these sons in the business and they're quite happy for dad to be running around picking up the business and they're quite happy to do the work but if they want this, if they want this business, want as in when when Dad wants to move on, they they're going to get this client base, you know. And as Johnny pointed out, the client base that I've developed um, with taking technology on is phenomenal. And if they they want to, you know, be handed that on a silver platter, they're going to have to work for it. I know that sounds a bit hard, but anybody else that works in a business, you know, if you're a boss and you've got a you've got a young bloke that's working really hard, well, you're gonna you want to hang hang on to him. But if you've got a young boat that's not working hard, well, yeah, put him through his time and see you later. Yeah, and exactly. Um, just talking about the, the process and structure, you, you talked earlier about going from pen and paper and tradeify, so you've implemented that. How did that come about? Was that part of this transformation that you're talking about, moving sort of you as Miles, the, the operator of the business, and sort of relying on the rest of the talent on the team to, to take, uh, take that to the next level? No, it was actually a business course, John, that, that Aaron had dragged me to. And they did what they call masterminding a business. You sit at a table with a whole pile of other uh, business owners and you talk about issues you have within your business. And one big thing that came up, flat, was flagged with us, was our operating systems. And it, 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 it was just slowing our process down and it, it's just, it was archaic. And, and Mike had to release his information out of his head so as others could use it. Yeah, well, good tip. And that, that makes sense. There's lots of tradies out there that they have all that stuff in their head and they've got to carry that around with them where from a productivity point of view, there's, there's really much better ways of storing that data to get a better outcome. Hey, again, reflecting on your many years in business in sort of the partnership and, and now MAES, maybe reflecting on that, what's changed the most? What have you changed or adapted in the business to, to drive growth and not just profitability, but sustainability? As of re probably recently, it's the marketing. I've I, honestly, I've never I, up to probably two years ago. I've I've never even advertised. The only advertising was you know you get the freebie in the yellow pages. So I had um, you know a business that was running on work, completely word of mouth and relying on the phone to ring. And that, then as the business grew, uh, we took on a whole pile of very uh, lucrative um, commercial work. It was boutique commercial fit outs so I grew the business I grew the business and put more people on and then when that 
commercial work dropped off, I found myself in a position where the phone was still ringing, but not enough to feed the feed the team that I had. So I first started uh, advertising just in a local flyer, and then went from there to to social media because I just the business had got to a it got to a big enough stage where word of mouth wasn't wasn't cutting it. Yeah, it's interesting, mate. With um, obviously, you mentioned the word yellow pages, and there'll be people listening that probably think, what, "What's that? That's something uh, short people used to sit on to be able to drive their cars." And That's me. But what a uh, what a change! You know, we're talking about everything and uh, you know, the old days of uh, the local paper coming around and. People would find their trading in that and the yellow pages and the yellow pages went online and, and now it's nearly impossible to find it and, and we're into social media. So it's a, it is a massive, massive transformation and uh, it sounds like you've been able to adapt and given it some thought as you've gone along as to what's the next stage. And like you said, as your business has grown, you've had to change how you've been able to get work and how you've been able to uh, grab on new customers because uh, relying on the ones you've got uh, will keep bringing a steady amount of work in, but if you're looking to grow as, as you have, then uh, you need to you know pick up more work. So it's exciting to hear how that uh, the transformation has happened. Mate. But um, <clears throat> I want to give you a really, really hard question now, and I know it'll be an interesting one for you to, to answer, but what would be the one thing you'd be most proud of up till this stage in, in your business? I think I touched on that earlier. Other than having the, you know, I'm proud of my sons and stepson and my wife in the business. I think the thing I'm most proud of, and it was it was a real light bulb moment not that long ago because we just put a young bloke through his time. He he moved he moved from Canberra into a share house to do his apprenticeship with us, and he uh, it was always agreed that he was going to move on when he finished his apprenticeship, and he he sees me as his second dad. He comes me comes to me for advice for help. Uh, you know, wanted me to read his resume for the new job that he'd applied for. So I, th- I think the most proud thing is putting these kids through their time. You know, seeing them not just come to me for uh, for electrical advice, even personal advice. You know, life advice um, because it's a family business and we treat everybody the same. So it's you know, we we have our toolbox meetings, we have our Christmas parties, and all that sort of stuff. The boys went for a golf day the other day. Uh, just that camaraderie is great but bringing these young blokes through and and seeing them go out the other side of the trade get their contractor's license and then then go and go and get a job that they're really happy with and the experience they've learned from from what we do so our business doesn't just put lights and powerpoints in john will know john knows you know the experience that we've got it's 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 the whole package there's not much electrically we can't do no and that's that's so true, Miles. And the fact that uh, you've always been very much attracted to technology and, and leveraging that to, to be able to bring value to your customers and, and really pick on markets where you can get uh, not so much a premium, but a much fairer price for what you deliver. And that was obviously a conscious decision to because of the benefits that come from positioning yourself so well in the market. Hey, Miles, uh, time's gone really quickly, but uh, I know Ash and I'd love to get you back on a show in the future. There's some some real, again, pieces of gold that you've shared. I mean, around that technology and the fact that you, you saw the opportunities, particularly in the early days around audiovisual and that position, you're pretty much for the rest of your business career to, to tap into that. Know your numbers. I mean, that message could not have been louder or clearer. And 
all tradies out there. It is so true. I mean, the talent of tradies has never been questioned, but the business part of business is probably an opportunity to really help drive uh, better results or better returns for their effort. And, and thanks for sharing that bit. Social media, and I know you are very active on social media, and that hasn't happened by accident. I mean, word mouth still is very powerful in regards to driving business once you have the connection. But for a lot of traders now, getting those early connections probably isn't the same as it used to be. And, and using those platforms to get the right message, the right people at the right time is exactly what uh, MAS is doing if people are out there. Hey, out of interest, how can uh, people find MAS if they, if they are looking for you? Where, where do they go? Um, www.ashleyelectrical.com.au. Easy as. Just course. type Miles Ashley in, and I think that we're first on Google at these days. These days. <laughs> ah, wonderful. And of course, the socials, they'll, they'll find you by looking for MAS or Miles. Yep, exactly. Perfect. And you need to know your target market too, John. You yep. need, like, every Sparky can't do everything. I, I, I gloat a little bit in reference to that, and that's because of 38 years of experience. But a lot of Sparkies just don't want to do everything. So when you go to socials, target your market that you want to deal with. Hey, look, and we haven't even touched on business planning today, but I know that you're you're huge on that so maybe that would be a good topic to get you back very, very much so mate you need yeah. you need you need to have a plan you need to have a focus it was a bit of an error from Ashley actually because really that uh, the reason we're having this conversation is because you know where you're going you know how you're going to get there and that that is your business plan so maybe we'll get you back to talk specifically about that in a, in a another trade avant-garde hey Miles, we're gonna to have to go now maybe I'll just ash where can they find uh, when, where can they find us uh, innovativetradies.club Join up, come along, have a listen. We're, uh, the exciting part is all of these great tradies and business owners that we get to talk to, John. So www.innovativetradies.club on the internet, of course, and then you'll see us on Facebook and Instagram. And, and as, you, as you said, John, there's a little, little bit of gold in... Like I've listened to a couple of these podcasts already, and there's a little bit of gold you get out of everything. Whether you use it or whether you don't, that's up to you. The more people that jump on board with you guys, the the more you'll attract, you know, that little bit of gold. And, and it's, and it's a, uh, you know, it's a heads up to uh, to start your business, which is fantastic. And it's uh, it's good that we can support you and give you a little bit, bit bits and pieces. Yeah, look, Miles, we appreciate that positive feedback. I know a lot of people that know Ash and I pretty well would probably say it's fool's gold, but uh, but I prefer your story. <laughs> the real gold is, is what we're digging for, and when we do find it, and it's not what we say, but it's what you say, and, and the amazing trade is out there. That's where the gold is, and, and all we're doing is prospecting to try to uncover as much as we can. Hey, cheers, Miles. Cheers, Ash. Um, that's it. That's show number 10's done. So whether you're in the ute, the van, the side shed, the office, or... You may be out there emptying the dishwasher this morning or this afternoon. Uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for sharing it with us uh, here today. Uh, see you at Trady Avant Garde next time. Stay safe, stay well, and we'll speak with you soon.